Welcome back to No Nonsense Fitness, the podcast that doesn't beat around the bush when it comes to your health, fitness, and nutrition. Sit back and relax for an hour as we spill the beans on tips and tricks we've picked up from helping countless people reach their goals of getting stronger and slimming down. We promise not to bore you with sciencey jargon or make you feel bad for that pizza you ate last night. Instead, we'll serve up some real talk and practical advice to help you become the best version of yourself without sacrificing that pizza. So put down that donut and join us as we guide you through towards a healthier, happier, and hopefully less doughy you. Welcome back to No Nonsense Fitness. Uh, So I wanted to lead off today with a what's on your mind about it's spring oh it is spring yeah so i'm here with alan today uh and uh i it's it's that time of year where um everything is uh going to be nice again yes (laughs) we come out of the we come out of the winter dust off the golf clubs get the bikes all cleaned up yes yeah it's getting and it's that you know it's funny is like um in my uh in my world of um helping people getting get in shape it's uh everybody always said you know that they'll use me they'll use the winter as their excuse for so long be like yeah i can't wait for spring as soon as spring comes they're gonna start walking every day taking the dogs out i'll get out you know i'll get out to the park and uh and you know and then and then and and then right (laughs) And then, but um, for me, for you, uh, it, spring really means something. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's go time, golf season. Yeah, it's uh, from this point on is I'm sleeping, working, golfing. That's it. <laughs> so it's really funny because like every year this year, whenever this year this time of year rolls around, um, the the first thing that clicks over in my brain is baseball practice. I always think about baseball practice this time mm-hmm. of year. Because we would be in the gym, uh, so like basketball would end like near the end of February yeah. or whatever, and then you and get about a month. You get a little bit of the time where we would we'd be. Uh, I, I was I pitched and and stuff, so we would be in the gym throwing, mm-hmm. and then we had and we were like I'm I'm like super old, so we got uh, like my I think my sophomore year in high school we got a uh, batting like a net and and a batting machine mm-hmm. so like we could actually take reps in the uh in in the um gym hitting and stuff and then and then eventually the coach would be like why don't we go out in the field and uh so that was like and then those first few practices were so brutal oh yeah it was so cold outside oh, it was cold and the ground was like super soft yeah like the almost mud yeah gross. so like your feet are being sucked in you're yeah. trying to like run around the bases and yeah. tripping over everything. Yeah. It's funny too because like uh, and then like so we'll get go- we'll, we'll we'll talk to go- talk to go- about golf in a second, but the other one that you said is biking. So mm-hmm. biking's really funny too in the spring because like you're like amped. Uh but like as a serious biker and you you as well. Like you get on those bike you get on the bike and it's like you know, it's like 50 and the sun's yeah. out. And then you start riding, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's cold." Yeah, My, your your face is frozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems it's, nice until you're on the bike. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. Like even even at that, like I did, um, 
I've done a whole lot of traveling and I've been to Hawaii where one of the like things we did was take a bus all the way up to the top of a volcano mm-hmm. and then pedal bike down. Oh, cool. To at, at sunrise, so you can see the sunrise while you're up there. Okay. Well, while you're going down, it's like 55, 60 degrees, yeah. and you're wearing like essentially a giant windbreaker yeah. because it's so cold once we start going. <laughs> but it, like, and so not only that, but now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, got to train the four wheelers how to drive around bikes again and yeah. try not to get run over and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. That's true. Yeah. And they, and like it's spring is so bad on your bike too because you're getting all it's all like the mm-hmm. leftover salt and sand mm-hmm. and all and like the water's there all the time. I was going to ride my bike down this morning and I'm like it wasn't raining, but it was still soaked out and I'm yeah. like I don't feel like doing that. Um so and then and then the uh, the last one is uh is, is golf. Yeah. Now so, golf courses plug in Plugging in the fairways. Plugging in the fairways. If you're <laughs> lucky, depending on the day and how good their drainage is, might be might be a little better. But uh, no, it's it's really now to the point. Uh, of course, up here we've gotten a little little too much snow late, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a little bit longer before they're fully open. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally it's right around probably like the middle of April is when you start seeing the dormant grass green up mm-hmm. and then and usually it happens like after after a rainstorm like mm-hmm. just one big rainstorm and then yeah. everything turns green yeah and then you hit that lettuce and then it's fantastic yeah and then uh, what uh the um my favorite is uh the one of the courses near us here is uh Amherst mm-hmm. Country Club <clears throat> and they have their their back their back nine has three what three three holes across the street yep and those are like they're shade they're very shaded very and uh so like they will those will be the last things that they open mm-hmm. but even when they are open you go there's one hole uh what is it the 12th 13th i think uh it's um you, you sit there and you try you're hitting into a downhill green yep and there's the in the in like a downhill frozen green yeah good luck uh, oh yeah no you might as well just use your putter <laughs> It just won't happen. (laughs) Um, It was and and the other thing like I run too, so like that's the other one is you get to like I run usually in the winter. I I didn't run this winter really. I I just didn't just 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 didn't feel it. Didn't do it. Um, But like running becomes so much easier. Like when you can start thinking about shorts and t-shirts versus Mm -hmm. you know sweatshirts and stuff. Oh god, I know. So much easier. But for me, it means so we got. Uh, baseball practice coming up for my little guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not yet, but in a couple like two weeks or something. So. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's fun. I mean, not. Well, it's not. It's fun to coach him. It's not really like. It's it's like you know. It's it's a it's it's interesting. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, what uh, I get a kick out of coaching now versus like when I was a kid getting uh, coached. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid getting coached, like, you know, it was like you get dropped off or whatever, you'd take ride your bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um you'd be there and it'd be the coach, maybe an maybe another dad, and then like the kids. And uh now it's like there's all sorts of parents there all the time. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Oh, it's so different. It's very interesting. It's so different. I th- I think I was kind of like right on that change. Mm-hmm change line like my dad didn't stick around he just said all right i'll see you in an hour and a half yeah yeah whatever and took off but there were some other parents that st- stuck around some of them 
were like the quasi assistant coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. like help out a little bit, but it depends I, on what age you're at. Like I bet too, yeah. When you're like like the the age that my son's at now, like you you definitely need some assistant coaches because like the kids get bored real quick yeah. and like and then as you get older, you need less and less help. Really, honestly, mm-hmm. like I coached, I wouldn't. I never played soccer, so it was interesting that I coached it. I don't, but I coached soccer for a couple of years, and they were like thirteen to fifteen or something like that. Um, so like I didn't. They, they you don't really need. It. Yeah, you you just need. It was me and one other guy, and we we, we didn't need. It was as a matter of fact, parents weren't allowed. So it, yeah. Um, but that's like. That's that's more of an exception than a rule, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I coached uh, cross country, and um, it was interesting up here. We we uh, we all we we there's a park up here, you know, Mine Falls, and uh, we would go in there every day for practice because it's cross country, so you run in the park. And every almost all the schools in the whole city go there, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we'd go into the woods, and then uh, we'd come back out like an hour and a half later or whatever practice was and the and the parents would all be sitting there waiting or even better like I would come out like mid practice and the parents would be there and I'm like what are you guys doing yeah. like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can't see the kids yeah so what are you doing they're like oh yeah no, just hanging out I'm like okay. all right <laughs> but um so but anyways spring is here spring is here yeah and uh it's time for baseball golf and Oh, and the Red Sox, Thursday. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, it's always it's spring is a it's a, it each year brings a new uh, chance. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, I uh, the when I was a kid, another when I was a kid story. Just so we can bore everybody. Hmm. Um, we used to go down every year. I used to do uh, home op- uh, home opener. Oh, really? We spent it was ten bucks, and. I don't know how I don't know if that's dating me or not, but it was ten bucks. We'd sit up in the <clears throat> we'd sit up in the right field, uh, standing room only. You could get in there. Mm. Now they have like I think it's like a bar up there, but um, it would be so friggin' cold. <laughs> it's like you're freezing your ass off up there. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that that world is gone. Oh, absolutely! Like Three thousand dollars a ticket. I, he, I know. <laughs> I I heard uh, like until like the middle of May, all of Detroit's uh, home games are played in the afternoon. There's no night games. That's Cause, cool because they're kind of like us, where it's like it doesn't get yeah. warm at night until yeah. like at least middle of May. That's cool. I mean, it's good. For, you know, it might not be good for attendance, but it's... especially during the week. Yeah. But... I mean, even still, I'd be. But I'd rather be a if I'm a if I'm a Detroit Tiger. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's sunshine. Yeah, especially the pitchers, man. It sucks. Cool. I mean, I don't know. You know, actually, the worst is the um, hitters when you foul one off or something. You're like, oh my god, that, that hurt yeah. so bad. I'm shaking my hands up. Well, not only that, but like a, a outfielder yeah. just sitting there waiting, freezing, freezing, yeah. doing like trying to keep your body moving for that one or two chances that. A ball my, flies your way. My favorite thing is um, when I'd go to I'd go to uh, Patriot games or whatever, and um, we'd be in the stands, freezing, 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 freezing cold. Like really, like you know, I'm is something gonna fall off cold? Right. And um, they'd be like out. They'd be you'd see the guys out there in the field, and some of them would have short sleeves on. I'm like, wow, 
Like there's something really wrong with those people. <laughs> well, that that was my dad. During the middle of the winter, he'd have the AC on in the car. Okay, yeah, there's something it's wrong. Like, yeah, there's oh something wrong God. with him. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. All right, so spring is here. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about um, knowing how knowing the difference between pushing too hard pushing hard and not pushing hard enough yep so i I, i'm gonna imagine that this kind of like could be applied to any kind of like pursuit whether that be anything um i only know like a few things (laughs) um so i don't know like you know like um, i'm not gonna be like how to how to be a CEO of a you know of a Fortune 500 company? That's not really my uh, how, like I can't really dial into that one. But um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say it's gonna for me it'll really come down to um, uh, working out. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think it can be like we could be applied to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna let Alan talk about it because he's he said he's like semi fired up. Uh, well. Well, we'll have to get to that. All right. Uh, that's like a couple couple steps down the line. Okay. But it's um, being a part of that kind of beginner strength program, talking about the mm-hmm. working outside of things. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult to tell. Like, yeah. all right, what is actually too hard, what's mm-hmm. not hard enough, and then what's, eh, that's just about right. Mm-hmm. Um, the part of it is understanding that sometimes your head gets in the way mm-hmm. where it's like no you can actually do more than what you're doing and i know we discussed this uh, either a podcast or two ago where it's like as a coach or a trainer you wish you could put a blindfold headphones on a guy put him in a black box so he couldn't see what he's doing and just load him loaded it up with the weights and just have him do it until mm-hmm. he can't go anymore right but unfortunately we have eyes and ears and right. a brain that tell us you're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling, right. and uh, you take that as all oh, that was too hard. Right. And the weird part is, is that, uh, and, and and that's like our, that's like our, our animal brain, I guess, mm-hmm. is that it's like it's like uh, tries to tell us, it tries to give you warning signals, um, but the, the where the most of the growth happens is the where is like right beyond that you know what i mean right it's like uh like when you push through that stuff is usually where all that stuff happens and 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 i think you're what you're talking about with the where where to find that line Mm -hmm. is exactly why so many people fail Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna skip i think on that i know that's why uh, I see it, you know, all the time. And, and so when I have a, like a discussion with somebody, I always say, so I want to know if it hurts, not if it's sore. Mm-hmm. So I don't like, I don't care about, I don't care about discomfort or whatever. Right. I only care about pain. So if something, if something's wrong, I want to know, but if it's, but I don't care about if it's not mm. wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's, uh, and that's like the. The first thing I can try to say about like where that line comes into play, 
Right, because obviously you don't want to get injured, mm-hmm. right, in, in terms of, like, working out. Because that, that, that sets you back even more than not going hard at all. Correct. Uh, uh, correct. But it in my head, so I see it as those gains you were talking about yeah. happen, like, a half step over being hard. Mm-hmm. But then a half step after that, that's when you get hurt. <laughs> that, that's when something falls off your body. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, but it's funny. Okay, so like, all right, this is this is kind of out there, but like, um, and and you're right. Like, forget the idea of like actually like you know being hurt or or whatever. Right. But like, it's it's funny. The the easiest way to look at these things is like um, people that climb mountains and people that like go like the people that explore the uh, you know Antarctic, right? Mm-hmm. So like. The first guy that goes out and does that, yeah, he's the you know he dies miserably, right? Right. The second guy, yeah, he dies miserably too, but he got a little further. Mm-hmm. And then the third guy, he died miserably too, but he got a little further. So, you know, all these these all these people that were that pushed so hard that eventually these things happen. Like you know, like who who was it, Mallory or whatever that did like Antarctic, right? There's a whole swath of people that. Uh, that maybe died before, right? Mm-hmm. There is also a whole swath of people that gave up. That is true. Yeah. It, you know, and guess who we never hear the stories about? People that came up. <laughs> right. You know, so like, um, so like it, it, it directly correlates because like, so like if I see a person that's like working out, working out and doing the bare minimum mm-hmm. forever... I can almost guarantee you that they will never get any of the results. No, I can't almost guarantee you. I can guarantee you they will never get any of the results because they never push to that limit. I always say, and you've probably heard me say it, people that ride bikes, like like Alan here and myself, I always know I can push them pretty hard because riding bikes sucks. Yeah. You, you, like, you're almost always pushed to a limit that you don't want to go beyond. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so i know that riding bikes makes you open to pushing yourself yes uh you agree i do i do and well so not only that but i mean i had to push myself playing golf even though i didn't you know specifically work out mm-hmm. per se and i kind of used yeah, quotes you... there but at the same time i would terrible idea now like this is this is an example of like way too far yeah okay but say i missed a cut i missed two cuts in the entire time that i played okay and i missed one of the cuts that i missed the very next day i'd spent 18 hours at the driving range okay just ball after ball after ball after ball after ball I, if i had to, essentially <laughs> if i had to guess it was probably somewhere between 2,000, 2,500 balls. Wow. Which is a lot. Yeah. That's too far. Yeah. That's, and I wonder why my back fell apart. Mm. Fair enough. But it's, that's taking it too far. Okay. Did it help? Uh, I wasn't angry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll say that. I was, uh, my my hands were sore. Yeah. I tore through three gloves. (laughs) And so it, just one of those that's how you know you you go too far yeah so like even so even on that aspect i knew like what was all right that that was a little too far i can't yeah can't be doing that 
Right. Um, I think that's, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it was, that, it's probably a little different only because it was more like, like it was, there was some mixture of punishment in there. Well, yes and no, but it was looking for, it was like Tiger, looking for perfection. Yeah, okay. And so it wasn't, I wasn't at any point practicing without a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I always, for every single thing I did, I had a purpose to it. Okay. So it wasn't just going to hit balls. It was, yeah. I was thinking about everything. Uh, yeah. It's tough though. I gotta be, I gotta say, you know, like for every, and this kind of comes back to what I was saying about those explorers is like, there are, there is a place you have to push to, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, uh, the, you know, there, you know, you hear the stories of like, um, you know, like, uh, Larry Bird or, or Kobe Bryant and these, these guys that were like, that you know, they would be at the gym three hours before everybody else. And then they would leave three hours after everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it, you would say fanatical or whatever, but you know, they, they got the, they got to be where they had to be. Exactly. And they had to push like to these limits that other people were unwilling to push to. Um, I know it's, it's interesting, in you know, like I, I wish, I wish I had more of that. I, you know, I I definitely wish I had more of that playing in the sports when I grew up. Mm-hmm. If I pushed harder, I know that if I pushed harder, I could have maybe gone further. Yeah. You know, um, my mother says that to me a lot. She's like, we should have pushed you harder. I'm like, yeah, you should have. But how do you know that? And, you know, as a parent, I, I don't, it's hard yeah. to know that. Um, uh, but... So it's it is an interesting concept, like of knowing where it is. So, so like I I would say that as far as like health and fitness go, um, like I think there you have to push to that level of uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. In the in 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 regards to like working out, but also in regards to like food and stuff, you you need to be uncomfortable, or or you're not gonna get results. Right. Um. And then pushing too hard to me like looks through burning looks like burning through gloves. Yes. Uh, getting injured. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and so not only also that, burning out too. Uh, yes, burning out is a huge thing. Yeah. And like uh, I could kind of see that like it wasn't affected like burnout wasn't affecting me yesterday, and this is what we were mentioning earlier how I was coming in a little hot mm-hmm. was so during our workout yesterday. Yeah. It was a exercise that been doing the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. that it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's I'm just difficult. Yeah. And uh, at the time I was discussing it, but like, man, we're doing, you know, 10 reps of this. Like, I think six is enough. <laughs> like six is really, you wanted my legs toasted, gone, <laughs> whatever. Six is the number. Yeah. And, but it's like, no, you got to do 10. So, I, so I do 10. And then this was like, I don't know, probably like the halfway point through the workout, consider it like halfway point. And I felt once when I did it, cause I, I was able to push through it and, yeah. and do it. It wasn't a question of being able to do it. Yeah. It was a question of the quality of the rest of my workout after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because after that, I, it's even though I had energy, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was giving the a hundred percent effort that I would have been able to give. Mm-hmm. 
I was probably like maybe 75. Yeah. 70%. Yeah. So like, and that's like in programming, that's like, so like uh, you, you've heard me say when I'm programming for people, Mm. I need, that's the, that's the feedback stuff I need. So Mm -hmm. like, it's like any type of feedback loop, you, you then take it and you, you, as a coach, you go like this. All right. All right. So how, what did that feedback mean to me? Did it mean that oh, I'm complaining or did it mean, um, you know, that, that yeah, we, we can change things up, you know? Um, so like, I, I, that's why I said to you today, I was like, all right, we, you know, I was, th- I'll think I'm thinking about a way to make it into six instead of 10. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I make it easier. No, it just means we mix. No, it no, it's, make keep it it, it's, it's not about the difficulty level. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of how long at that difficulty mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Which is a good, you know, which is true. And, like, it's funny with, like, um, especially with working out. Like, um, I was telling, um, Alan was there when I was t- discussing another workout, a different workout from somebody else mm-hmm. uh, last night. And I said, and he's a fairly experienced lifter. So I say, I, I, I said, I said, I need... I need feedback from you. Where do where do you start falling apart? Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm, it's not on this particular workout. There's not like I'm not worried about injury, mm-hmm. but I'm working worried about degradation. Exactly. Like is what you're talking about. So like, where does it affect the rest of the workout? Because that's what that's where you need to say. Okay, let's stick a pin there and and, and change it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, of course, he didn't text me and tell me. Of course. <laughs> but um. But like, so that's like, and that, that you, we got to get to that. So you get right up to that point and then you have to figure out if that we have to push through that point or do we have to change up that point a little bit? Um, so that's where that is. That, and this is going kind of to that mindset side of things that, uh, Heather would know a lot about Mm -hmm. is your body's going to tell you if you keep doing what you're doing, I'm, you're gonna get hurt mm-hmm. how many i um what was i doing it was um deadlifts mm-hmm. and it just like i was telling you i'm like i feel like i can go harder but it also feels like my knees are gonna split in half <laughs> so it's like what which do i trust mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's another side of it so that is um so i i, I feel like that's the type of thing all right so give me a little rope here with this one um so as you get more training time under your belt um you start knowing you get to know your body's uh the the way you need to feel about things Mm -hmm. a little bit uh so like you can say to yourself okay i've been here before or um or i've felt this before or i know that my body's full of shit um, because like, I, I'll get there all the time. Like I, I like I can up to whatever, I, I mean, uh, uh, you know, up to four fifty or 500 pounds deadlift. I'm not, I'm not going to hurt myself. Mm. I'm not and, and like, even at 500, I always say deadlifts the, always the safest lift because it's on the ground. If you can't do it, you just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, um, the, the, so up to a certain point, I'm not even like thinking about whether or not it's injury. So then if I go to lift it and I don't lift it, then my body's saying, A, I'm tired, or B, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Both of those things 
I'm not going to listen to. Um, so I, I just have to fire through it, right? Uh, but that's because I've been doing it for a long time. And I know, like, I know what my body's going to lie about, right? Um, so you were here when I was coaching Mark, um, I Mark, yeah. uh, about his squats. Yep. So he, you know, he had a little twinge in his back. So I was kind of looking at his squat when he was doing it. And I'm like, hey, and I told him, I was like, hey, you're, you know, you're doing something that's wrong. Um, and he's like, by the way, I took all your workouts and I changed them up. Uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, thanks. Uh, but anyways, I'm like, hey, you're doing something wrong. And we, we so then we take we take a look at that and we fixed it and everything's a little bit everything goes a little bit better after that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so that's where the coach part comes into that. How do you push the envelope? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're pushing that envelope and it's not quite right, then or if, excuse me, if you're pushing that envelope and, and something's not right about it, then you're pushing too hard. Because you're not doing it right. If then uh, and then you have somebody else or a coach or, or whatever come in and say, okay, and let's let's do this, this, and this to make it a little bit better. And then all of a sudden that envelope becomes different. All of a sudden now we can push harder than we were before because things are better. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. It's kind of like um, uh, like when that when because he would he would work out the uh, mark would work out even with a twinge back yeah he would just make little changes mm-hmm. to the to the workout right it's not that he's oh my back's hurt yeah i'm not i'm just done for today yeah yeah i'm not gonna do anything right. no he's still gonna work hard yeah he's gonna figure out ways around that limit that he currently had it was again you know a temporary limit he's back's feeling better and all right. that mm-hmm. so he's able to get right back kind of to it yeah but uh that's kind of the other thing is people will get hurt or find an excuse or or a reason could also be a reason to not go that full yeah full distance even though yeah it might require a slight detour Mm -hmm. but they just see the detour and turn around right and and that's that gets back to what we what I was saying right in the beginning yeah. is that like so there's that that line is is very tricky no matter who you are because mm-hmm. it's like even if you're an experienced you know uh, you know if you're experienced lifter experienced golfer experienced biker bicyclist whatever it is that line it's a it's fluid it moves mm-hmm. uh, it changes like so like today I feel like I'm I'm like I feel a little awake today. So that move that you know that that line might be a little further than it was yesterday or something you know, mm. so. But that line is where it says to you, if you go beyond this line, good things can happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Alan and I both use Whoop, um, and uh, it has on our on a, on our Whoop things. It gives us strain for the day. And uh, it tells you what your optimal strain is, and then av- and then have you ever seen it? Oh yeah. It says what it's it says after this level, uh, fitness gains can happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, it, Whoop's trying to give you this definitive yeah. line that says where, uh, where it might um, where you might get some fitness gains. I know, which I'm a little bummed about because it, it it's very heavily reliant on heart rate. Cardio, cardio, yeah. Cardio rate, yeah. yeah. So like to a day like today where I was doing a bunch of yeah. push up like the, 
It was yeah. a it was a push day. Yeah. My heart didn't really get right. get high. I did I didn't even really break a sweat. Yeah, but you bike though. But so. So the bike, I, and you know what? It, it, it's really funny. I haven't actually been on the bike a ton with the, with the Whoop. Does it, how does it translate? I did pretty good. Yeah, okay. Pretty good. I mean, it was even, um, uh, you know, like kind of late last year um, when I would be warming up on the uh, rower. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would see the rowing, even though I was only on it for about five minutes. Yeah. You know, it, it does pretty good about seeing that. I used to go, like, because I used to ride these long, 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 long rides. And um, the... Uh, when I last year or year before I forget, uh, I would do like, I had this like ten, no, it's like thirteen mile loop that I would do on the the way to the gym. So I'd get up earlier, and um, this is before the puppy, uh, and I would take like a thirteen mile loop to here. So for me, for you and I, like thirteen miles on the bike, it was like I forget it was thirty minutes or something, thirty thirty something, whatever. And um, it, but then and it would move, they would move the needle like a little bit. Yeah. And then I'd go for like a 30 minute run and it would move the middle of the needle a ton. Yeah. So it was so heart rate dependent, even though, even though I think in general, that 13 mile bike ride probably was better workout because it involves so much more strength. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like, so it is tricky, but I do like the fact that they give you this off. It's like this gold issue for yeah. every day where it says, you, if you reach this, you're going to be, <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyways, um, so I think that in general, I think that, I think the people that, I think most people when it comes to health and fitness need to have a better understanding of where that line is. They need to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I think the, you know, most people, like, I think you alluded to it perfectly. You said that there, there's this thing where they think that, you know, they think they're going to be hurt or, but they're nowhere near that Mm -hmm. most of the time. And, um, if they're hurt, that's not, I don't think it's hurt. It's usually what it is is some sort of ache, soreness, some sort of like that very mild uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like when you go for a walk and you're like, whew, pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it. yeah, and, and I can see that, you know, it, even though I'm, you know, just a beginner on the yeah. strength side of things, you know, I I know what two slip discs and being bedridden for three and a half months mm-hmm. straight was. Right. And that was, that was that was pain. Right. So I, like, yeah, I know the difference between mm-hmm. sore and pain, but not a lot of people do. No, I would say, yeah, to, to, to illustrate it more, even I would say that people misidentify it um, as pain almost automatically, you know, mm-hmm. and like, it, it, <laughs> I don't know what you, like, I don't know how you get around that. Like, I mean, imagine, I mean, on the tour, like when you were touring, um, there's people. There's probably people that were playing through pain all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, and like the the I, the professional, the professional whatever sports players that we you watch, they're always playing through something. Always hurt. Always. Yeah. Um, especially like that baseball. That's such a drag. Those mm-hmm. guys are beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I mean, football is worse in that regard. But like like I always say, football is once a week. Baseball guys are getting up every day. And it's such a drag. It's so hard. Um, they just, yeah, and they're they're killing. You know, they're they're in pain all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, moral of the story: when you get to the gym, don't be afraid to push a little harder. Get a little sore. Yeah, that's it. Get a little sore. 
All right. Okay, cool. Thanks, Alan. Thanks.